Hey, y'all, did y'all see that Jim Harbaugh will be the new coach of the Los Angeles Chargers? How we feeling about that? Yeah or nay? Yeah, for the Chargers, at least. Yeah, yeah, for the Chargers, nay for me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think he's going to do good. I think he's, yeah. he's going to do good. It seemed like a match made in heaven. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. Let's go ahead and start off the episode. We got the conference championships on tap. The AFC and the NFC. Four teams remain. Only two can go to the Super Bowl. We're going to break down each conference championship and we're going to pick the winners. And we got a couple of fun segments in between. But first, let's go ahead and start off with the AFC championship between the Ravens and once again, the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's go ahead and give our keys for both teams and give the winners. Let's start off with the Ravens. Matt, what are the keys for the Ravens to win this game and march on to the Super Bowl? So my keys for the Ravens are you definitely got to win the time of possession battle. You know, you got to keep the ball out of Pat Mahomes' hands as much as you can. You know, you got the, you know, I think Lamar is probably going to win MVP this year. You know, utilize him, whether it's through the air or through the run game, you know, and then you got to also trust your defense, you know, say, you know, don't get discouraged if you do commit a turnover, you know, you got, one of the top defenses this year for a reason. If there's any defense who's going to be able to stop Pat Mahomes, it's this Ravens team right here. So I think those are your two biggest keys. You know, also, you know, lean on your, your playmakers. You know, you bolstered your roster last offseason for a reason. This is this is where they earn their money. So I think those are the main keys for the Baltimore Ravens if they want to, you know, pull out this win. And, you know, they got home field advantage going for them. So you know, I think this is the year where if, you know, I think I just feel like this is kind of the year of Lamar. So those are my main keys for the Baltimore Ravens to defeat Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, cool. Noah, it's on you. What are the keys for the Baltimore Ravens to win the game? Uh, one for me has got to be getting the run game going. I know the Chiefs have been really good at stopping against the run uh, lately. And uh, I think with uh, Baltimore's offense being uh, having uh, one of those strengths as their run game, uh, I think that's definitely got to uh, be a key for me if they want to win this game. And then for me, I agree with Matt with the time of possession, keeping uh, Mahomes off the field as much as possible. I also think that the pass rush uh, against Mahomes would be very, very key as well. Um, you get you got to force him to scramble and make up a lot of other more decisions that he needs to and go to emergency, you know, jump, dump offs, all that stuff, you know. So got to limit his potential to get easy targets to his receivers, his uh, so-so receivers, which has kind of been an issue lately for the uh, Chiefs this year. So, um, yeah, that's those are my keys. For me, for the Ravens, I am still concerned about their passing offense. I'm still concerned about that. The biggest key, the wide receivers in this game got to step up. They got to make big plays down the field. They got to take advantage of the red zone opportunities if they are able to get them versus this Kansas City Chiefs that has stepped up this year. Mm-hmm. Looking at the stats in divisional game versus the Texans, who in their own right have uh, a pretty good defense. Zay Flowers only four catches for 41 yards. Bateman only three. Algalo only two. Odell Beckham only one catch. Mm-hmm. That's That's not going to get it done. That is just, that's just not going to get it done. 
Now, I know Nelson Aguilar, he had a, a touchdown, but two catches for 12 yards, and you mm-hmm. might be the second, third best privacy on the team, just not going to get it done. Uh, who Who's who's going to be that big play at wide receiver? Right now, it has to be Zay Flowers, and he's only a rookie. So can you really trust that? Hmm. Something got to get done. Lamar Jackson and Toad only had 152 yards passing in that game versus the Texans. I don't think that's going to get done versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, he did balance that with 100 yards rushing on 11 carries. That's Lamar Jackson. That's Lamar yeah. Jackson mm-hmm. right there. Epitomizes Lamar. But that passing game got to step up. They got to make big plays over the top if they want to beat the Chiefs, who, you know, they the classic been there, done that, been there, done that, been there, done that. You know, they own the AFC championship game past, what, like five years. So that's my biggest take for the Ravens. I think they're fine everywhere else. It's just that passing game still worries me. All right, let's go ahead and go to the Chiefs. What do the Chiefs got to do to win this game, Matt? So for the Chiefs to win this game, I think they've got to get Travis Kelsey involved early. Get him as many touches as you can. You know, as Noah alluded to, you know, your wide receiver core has been very suspect this year. So this is a case where you got to lean on your best playmakers. You know, we know the Mahomes to Kelsey connection is already deadly. So try to get him going early. The other thing is, is your defense, you got to, Bring the pass rush, I think, you know, make Lamar think on his feet, you know, like Stacy alluded to, you know, that wide receiving, those wide receivers for Baltimore, you know, there's still kind of a big question mark. So you got to, you know, make them step up and also make Lamar, you know, trust his wide receivers rather than just, you know, going, utilizing the run game. You know, I think if I remember right, the Chiefs did have the second ranked defense this year. And they've got some young up-and-coming guys like Legereus Sneed over there. So I think for the Chiefs, you know, this is where you kind of, you know, got to trust your defense, really. So I think those, if they do those keys, I think they'll actually be okay. But I still think, you know, that home field advantage, you know, you're going to, that Baltimore crowd's going to be crazy. So it's not going to be an easy matchup for them. Right, right. Everything is right, right. Noah, what you got for the Chiefs? What do they got to do to go back to the Super Bowl? Man, I think it's pretty funny. I just want to mention quick. I think it's pretty funny how both these teams in the championship round both have suspect receiving cores. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to say the same thing for one, for the Chiefs. Is that yes, you got to get your receivers going. Uh, like uh, Matt said, not only get just Kelsey going, but I think they need to also get Rasheed Rice going as well. He's been mm-hmm. on fire. Um, he's been a very good key make, uh, playmaker for them this year. Um, looks like he's promising. Uh, got to get him going. Got to get um, Mahomes' trust up uh, with that with that receiver uh, core as well as far as um, the drops have been concerned this year in uh, various uh, key moments. And then uh, another thing for me is you got to get defensively, you got to make Lamar pass the ball. Like that's that's been proven to be like the main thing where teams beat the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Like, you got to make Lamar, like, think more, like, throw the ball, not run as much. So, yeah, those are my big keys for them to win this game. Yeah, that was exactly my number one key for the Kansas City Chiefs was to contain Lamar Jackson. Like I mentioned before, he had 100 yards rushing against the Texans. You got to limit it. You got to break that down in half, limit to 50, keep them in the pocket, make them throw the ball, which is going to make the wide receivers – 
work a little bit more hard to get open. And you got a fantastic defense, good two good corners, McDuffie and Sneed, uh, that can lock down on defense. So, yeah, make Lamar Jackson throw the ball, make him throw on them tight windows. He might have Mark Andrews back, but will Mark Andrews be that reliable because he's coming off a huge, huge injury? So, you know, the wide receiver core tight ends questionable for the Ravens. Make Lamar Jackson throw the ball a bunch of times. Not only make him throw the ball, but, you know, uh, make his completion percentage suffer. I'm talking about mid to high 50s. You know, once you get – because I think the Kansas City Chiefs can win those 50-50 balls against this receiving core. Mm -hmm. So, once once you do that, once you do that, you you can go right back to the Super Bowl. That's my number one key. And then on offense – it's like what y'all said with like they gotta keep, you know, Pat Mahomes on the sideline. I think they gotta keep this Ravens offense on the sideline too. You know, control, control the game. Uh Isaiah Pacheco is better than all the running backs the Ravens got right now. Mm-hmm. You know, use Isaiah Pacheco, run, he's a he's a tough runner. Make run the ball, uh, play action over the top. You know, Kelsey's still effective. Like I like I mm-hmm. joked last week. Him falling off to 95 catches this year is uh that's just that's just a testament to his greatness right there. But he can still, you know, give like three first downs at least in this game. So he's gonna be great. So control the ball, hit hard on defense, keep Lamar Jackson in the pocket. All right, here we go. The big prediction AFC championship game, Ravens, Chiefs, Chiefs are defending champs. Ravens been number one all year long. Who? It's going to Super Bowl, Matt. You know, I got to go with the Baltimore Ravens. You know, mm. I can't put Kansas City, you know. Uh, but I, I also objectively think Baltimore, they've got the pieces this year. They know the pressure's kind of on, especially Lamar Jackson, who just got that new contract this year. I think they know they better make some noise. So I got the Ravens winning a close one. I could see it being like a 31 to 28 matchup, and I could just see the home field of old advantage kind of being the final factor. All right. We got one for Ravens and also side note, we got to stop this divisional hatred. Y'all we got to stop. <laughs> got to stop. See that cost, that cost Noah last week. Noah and Korea, that cost y'all last week a cost y'all prediction. <laughs> All right. But let's see if he pulled, try to pull it off this time. Ravens, Chiefs, Noah, who you got winning? And I'm not going to pull that off this time. I'm going to go with the Ravens here. So here's why. Um, I think the Ravens are just the better, complete, more more complete team. I think they're loaded, if you're going to ask me. Even without Mark Andrews, it's pretty insane to me. Um, As much as it irks me to root for the Ravens, um, I do do not want the Chiefs or Taylor Swift in the nearer Super Bowl. (laughs) I have to say that. But, yeah, yeah, I was going to say I agree with Matt on the home field advantage. I think that's a – very, very big uh, advantage to have in this game, especially in this environment. Uh, I think Baltimore's fired up. They're ready to go. They're they're on ten. Like I think they're they're determined to get their game play on, and I think they got the edge. And this is the top reason why I'm picking the Ravens. I think versus years past in the playoffs, Lamar Jackson is a changed person at quarterback. I think he's more mature. I think he's more mature himself throwing the ball. Uh, you know, I. I just think that he knows that it, this is his best shot 
This is his best team that he had in a while. A little bit more complete team that he has in a while to reach the Super Bowl and and win it. And no, I'm I'm with. I'm riding. I'm riding the train. I think it's that time. I think it's the Ravens' time. So I'm going. I'm going to go with Baltimore. Like Matt, I think it's going to be you know inside of seven points of separation. Hopefully, it's a good game. I don't want no blowouts, but the Chiefs. They know what they're doing, but I just think the Ravens are going to pull it off. I think um, in this game, I think the Ravens need a 10-point cushion to play with. Yeah. I think yeah, I think they need to because you don't want it to come down to uh, Pat Mahomes driving the ball down the field because he, he's going to do it. He's going to pull it off to take the lead, come back, whatever. You don't want that. I think the Ravens need to play with a 10-point lead, and if, if they have that, you know, and well into the third quarter, I think that's almost seals the game for him. But I'm going for the Ravens. Oh, yeah. All right. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Hopefully it'll be inside the game. All right. Let's move on to our segment. For the second time on the show, we are going to mention the WWE. Why are we mentioning the WWE? The Royal Rumble is this, it's this Saturday. Of course, the big match. In that event is the Royal Rumble match itself. We got the men and we got the women. Big storylines going on heading into WrestleMania season. Speaking of predictions, let's go ahead and predict the winners of the Royal Rumble. Who's going to win on the men's side? Who's going to win on the women's side? Noah, who you got winning the Royal Rumble? Hmm. Yeah, I looked at the confirmed um, uh, candidates for this so far, and uh, I saw my boy Bobby Lashley was in there, man. So oh. I got a. It's 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 between for me. It's between him, CM Punk, and someone else. But if I just put a gun to my head, I'd probably put my money on Bobby Lashley for the men. Wow, side. that's wow, that's surprising. Yeah, yeah, I. I remember him uh, watching him way back then when I was like really, really into WWE when I was younger. But um, I remember him coming close on uh, some other um, tournaments in the past. So uh, hopefully this uh, is resurgence his revenge tour right here. So yeah, I'll be rooting for him. And then right. um, for the women's, Nia Jax. Nia Jax, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was that, it was that between uh, her and uh, Bailey for me. Mm. Um, I just looked at like their their catalogs. Honestly, I don't really know too much about them, but uh, I looked at what they did in the past, and uh, they seem to be pretty experienced. So uh, yeah, I think uh, those are my. Uh, I think Nia Jax got to be my. I'll go with my first pick, Nia Jax. All right, Nia Jax. I, I got you. I heard you, Matt. Who you got winning the Royal Rumble, men's and women? Well, my answers are a lot more are probably I guess basic than Noah's, but <laughs> I, I mean I feel like they're. Also, pretty good predictions. I've got CM Punk on the men's side. I, you know, no explanation. I feel like really needed. Same thing on the women's side with no explanation re- really needed. I'm going Becky Lynch for the women's. Need I more? Like, yeah. So, I mean, that's who I got as my winners for the Royal Rumble this weekend. All right, all right. I like it. I like it. I, I'm, I agree with you, Matt. I got CM Punk. CM Punk winning the men's side. I think that him, Seth Rollins storyline, they're just too damn good to pass up. You got to press the button on that. You got to have that match <laughs> set in stone. Now, I know Seth Rollins is going through an injury right now, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be uh, ready to compete at WrestleMania. You just got to press the button. Um, my honorable mention for the men's side would be uh, Gunther. Mm-hmm. Who's okay, actually... Okay. 
who's actually the Intercontinental Champion, but I I think the only reason why he's not going to win the Royal Rumble is because I think he's going to defend that title against somebody. And I, I'm hoping it's Brock Lesnar. I'm hoping it's Brock mm-hmm. Lesnar. But I got CM Punk for the men and for the women. I'm finna roll with Bailey. I think uh, Bailey's going to have that baby face push right now. She's a heel. But I, I can see that baby face turn coming and I think her winning Roy Rumble will, you know, um, add to the storyline and breaking up. Uh, I think the group called Damage Control, breaking them up, playing the season there, and then her going on to uh, WrestleMania competing for the title. So I got Bailey winning. Hell yeah, dude. I was very close to picking CM Punk, dude. He's always been legit. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I like CM Punk. I like CM yeah. Punk. How y'all feel about this segment? It's kind of like a nostalgic moment. Yeah, it is. It's different. I like it. <laughs> Anybody still watch WWE actively? I don't. Oh, <laughs> oh that's all right. Look, look, WWE, we got your back on this show. We got your back on this show. Give us some tickets to Raw. Give us the tickets to SmackDown. SOS in the front row. But that was our Royal Rumble predictions. We'll see what happened. Well, we might not see because two out of three of us um probably not gonna watch it, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. Uh let's go ahead and go on to the NFC championship game. We got the 49ers and we got the Lions. Mm-hmm. The Lions, gentlemen. Hmm. Wow. Crazy. Wow. Same thing we're gonna do with like we did for the AFC. We're just gonna break it down team by team, then give our predictions. So Matt, start us off. What's the keys for the 49ers? Keys for the 49ers. I mean, they they I think they were lucky to squeak past the Packers last oh, week. Oh, lucky. Concern. So um I with that being said, I think you gotta establish the run game early, lean on your best playmaker and Christian McCaffrey. I think we're it's still up in the air about if Debo Samuel's gonna be available. So as a result, you've gotta get the run game solidified early, take some pressure off of Brock Purdy, you know, and that'll open up some play action opportunities. And then also you you know, utilize the momentum you're gonna get from that home crowd, you know. Detroit, Detroit, if this were in Detroit, who knows what would have happened. But I think, you know, for the 49ers, that 49ers crowd is going to be, you know, they're going to be electric. You know, they've been so close the last few years. So, you know, get the get the crowd pumped up. You know, you got to score, like score on the opening drive, you know, just and then just ride that momentum from there on out, especially against this Lions team who has been, you know, this year's sort of Cinderella story. And then. The other thing is, is you got to force Jared Goff into some ter- turnovers. It, you know, when Jared Goff doesn't throw any tur- or have any turnovers, it just seems like it's a completely different team. But if you can get him rattled early, then you're already in business. So those are my three keys for the 49ers. Yeah, I know that all too well about Jared Goff. Trust yeah. me. I know. I know. And then, <laughs> yes, the Coach Kyle Shanahan, Debo yeah. Sammy's status is still uncertain. Yeah. For the game, and he's not practicing, so mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with that. So, Noah, what are your keys for the 49ers to go back to the Super Bowl? Uh, for the 49ers, um, gotta get the passing game going. Um, with against that weak uh Lions secondary, uh, you gotta utilize uh, especially Brandon Ayuk. I think you need to, that's one guy you need to get going early if Debo's out, um, because that guy can be a game changer if he really, really wants to. I think he has the talent to. 
Um, but yeah, passing game for sure. Brock Purdy needs to, you know, say, hey, like last week, that humbled me. I need to make this up right here, right now. This is the time to do that. Um, I think they get that going. That's a huge advantage because we all know how good their run game is. Always been dominant. Um, they need to get the points. They need to get a good lead early. They get momentum, momentum, momentum very early. If you're going to do that against a team with the Lions, it's going to be very hard, much, much harder for the Lions to catch up on that. So especially with the points, I think if you get like two, like two possessions on them uh, before the second half, I think that's uh, that's good uh, to definitely have as a cushion and uh, make the Lions um, stress about a bit more uh, into their game plan. So, yeah, I think those are my main keys for the Niners. All right. Nice. For the Niners. Brock Purdy, can he actually make plays outside of the system that he's in? If all else breaks down, if all hells break break loose, if the 49ers go down by seven, go down by 10, or by down by 14, what's Brock Purdy gonna do? That's still the biggest question mark about him right now. You know, he's been well protected. Crazy stat this year, he had like the least pass attempts. But like the top five most yards in the league, something like that in the regular season. So, you know, whenever you pass the ball, it's always like, you know, for a first down or for a big play, it seems like. But when you need to get those tough yards in the passing game, you know, that's that's going to test you right there. That's going to test your patience. So there was a remember, there was a game he had when he threw four interceptions. So, you know, you can you can get him out that system. He'll be uncomfortable. So. That's the biggest thing for me for the 49ers is make sure Brock Purdy stays on point when things break down. And also, yeah, that running game is going to be important. Christian McCaffrey is going to be important. Somebody who I think should be the MVP of the league. You know, I love I love Lamar Jackson, don't get me wrong, but I think Christian McCaffrey deserves at least a little recognition. But yeah. the Lions in the playoffs only gave give up 78 yards rushing. Only 78. Their passing defense is terrible. It is terrible. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yes, 78 yards, but they haven't faced Christian McCaffrey. You know, they, they faced Kyron Williams, you know, he's a rookie, you know. Then the, the Buccaneers' run game is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Going up against Christian McCaffrey, that's a different beast right there. Yeah. So, yeah. so. Definitely the Lions. I mean, not Lions. Definitely the 49ers. Got to run with Christian McCaffrey. Also use him in the pass game, those check downs. Make him look like the MVP. So let's go to the Lions. What do the Lions got to do to win this game, Matt? For Detroit, I, you can't get flustered. You know, you're, uh, you've had a great, you know, home field advantage throughout this playoffs. You're now on the road, so don't let the crowd affect you early if there's a mistake or whatnot or a fumble early on you can't let that you know affect you and let, let it be the end-all be-all results so as with that being said also i also think you've gotta i'm gonna say you gotta for even though their pass defense as you alluded to is not great you've got to force brock purdy to pass early on you gotta make him prove that okay is he actually an elite quarterback or is he part of a system you know, we already know about Christian McCaffrey. He's probably going to get his no matter what. Force Brock Purdy out of the pocket, make him make those tough decisions, you know, and see, you know, and 
hope that, you know, your secondary can step up in the, arguably their biggest game of in franchise history. And the other thing is, is for the offensive side for them, I want to see Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery get going. I mean, we we know about how talented Amon Ra St. Brown is and how terrific of a rookie Sam La, season La, Sam Laporta has had. I want to see that run that dynamic duo of the Lions get going because I feel like if you get that run game going, it's going to open up a whole lot of opportunities for Jared Goff and then who knows what could happen with that San Francisco 49ers defense. So, I would like to see them Similar to what I said for San Francisco, utilize that run game early. Yeah, I've been saying that all playoff long about the Lions. You got two good running backs. Two. Yeah. Use them both. Use them both effectively. Noah, what you got for the Lions? Uh, I think we can all agree here on uh, using both Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery to their advantage um, with that elite O-line. Um, if you guys, if they get that going, it's not going to be easy for the Niners. I'll tell you that right now. Um, they get that going, that's going to open up a lot more breathing room for the passing game to work with. And um, it's going to make it easier on Ben Johnson and uh, everyone else in the squad. Um, Lions, can they handle the pressure? Is this their time? Can they handle it? Not only is this a road game with a crazy atmosphere, this is the first time in like ages that they've gotten this far in the playoffs with Jared Goff and company. Can they handle that? So I think that's a couple of very big key factors uh, for me uh, when the, into carrying out this win for the for the Lions. And then defensively, uh, keep the pass rush going crazy. I know they had the last two games they had like close to ten sacks, something crazy. Mm-hmm. Like uh, keep that going. I know that's hard to do against the the, the Niners O line, um, but if you keep uh, getting Brock pretty under pressure, pressure that's only going to help them. So, um, or at least at least try to help them and uh, make him pass more, and you know, make more quick decisions and all that stuff he's not used to doing so much. And um, yeah, I think pass rush is going to be definitely a key factor for their defense to make up for their weaker secondary. I would say this. For the line side, when you was talking about pressure, I mean, Jared Goff been to the Super Bowl before. Hmm. Although he lost the Super Bowl against the damn Patriots, he been there before. So he knows about, you know, pressure. And like Matt said, as long as he don't get hit, he's going to be fine. But for me, for the Lions, the number one thing, ooh, y'all secondary got to – y'all got to do something. Hmm. Y'all got to make it – something. oh, my God. That's, oh, that secondary is just awful. It is Cam Sutton has been getting burnt. Yeah. I I've seen like four Lions games in a row, and this man gets picked on every single game. It's just like and this just never ends for him. Puka Nakua picked him off. And then Mike Evans, oh, oh man, he he been going through it this whole time. They got to do something in that secondary. I mean, they're giving up well over 300 yards passing in the playoffs. Then you're going against Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense, who have a good passing offense. They don't have Debo Samuels, yes, but they still got George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, who I think is the best wide receiver on this team. And then somehow, someway, Jawan Jennings always make like two big catches. <laughs> I don't know how. He comes out of nowhere. He just comes and sneak in the game, and he'll give you, like, two, like, random-ass catches for, like, 50 yards. <laughs> no, he just does that. Then you got Christian McCaffrey who can catch, 
you know, six to eight balls out the backfield and, you know, can go out the backfield, catch the ball, run in for a touchdown. The Lions got to find some way to stop that. Like, their, their front seven is – their front seven is good. Aiden Hutchinson is good. Asaloni is good at linebacker. But it ain't going to mean that much if your secondary is giving up big yards. You're going to worry – y'all going to wear down and you're going to get blown out. And then, like you said – no, they the the 49ers offensive line is great. It is great. Led by Trent Williams. We all know about Trent Williams, and he has a great rapport with Brock Purdy, man. They, they have a great relationship. So my in secondary, I'm calling you out. <laughs> Gotta get something. And then the, the defensive coordinator is Aaron Glenn, who was a good, very good corner in his day. Very good corner in his day. How your secondary is that bad? <laughs> Oh, I was gonna say, dude. Good thing we didn't sign Cam Sutton this off season. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Christ. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. All but, right. Uh, so let's go. Let's go ahead. Was, get Rob. Go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Was, uh, sorry. 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 Good enough. But I was just gonna say, like, yeah, Brian Branch can't do everything here, guys. Like, oh, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's 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 our top lean tackle in the playoffs. That's. Ter- I don't know if y'all agree with this, but anytime your safety is the top tackle on your team, your defense is trash. Oh, yeah. Your linebacker should be the leading tackle. Yeah. Yeah. It can be Brian Branch. All right. Let's see. All right. Is it the 49ers? Are they going to go back to the Super Bowl where they belong, where they should have been? Or will the Lions' fantastic story continue? Matt, who you got winning the game? So... I just got to go on the side note here. I'm really hoping Detroit can win this part because my my wife's late uncle, RIP Adam, he was a huge Detroit fan. So for like her family's sake, I am rooting like crazy for Detroit. However, my objective pick has to be the San Francisco 49ers. I just feel like there's too much experience there. They've been so close the past few years, kind of like Baltimore. They know they've got to get over the hump this season. And I just the home field advantage and just the experience of that whole core versus the lions who have never, who I don't think they have a really any player who's even been in this situation before. I think it's just going to be too much for the lions to overcome in the end, unfortunately. So with that being said, I could see the 49ers winning this by a touchdown or maybe 10 points, even though I am rooting like crazy for Detroit this weekend. I understand, understand. All right. But objectively, we have one for the 49ers. Yes. One pick for the 49ers. Noah, who you got winning? Uh, I'm going to have to slightly agree with the Niners on this one, guys. Um, like I, like Matt said, I really, really, really would love to see the Lions in the Super Bowl. That would be an amazing thing, very historical would happen. Um, yeah, I think I think the Niners just have the edge as far as the experience and, and the, just the talent. Com- like just a more complete squad. Uh, I think they were pissed last year from that championship game. And I think this is the time they're just like, okay, we're at home this time. All right. So let's, let's lock in, let's get this done. Let's go to the ship and win it. Like uh, I feel like that's kind of like the fire under lit under their ass right here for that's really uh, pushing them to really lock in right here. Um, yeah. Lions, they have a great team, but I feel like the Niners are slightly better. Right, two for the 49ers. Let's make it three. Go ahead, sweep. It's three. I got the 49ers winning. First of all, like I said, 
the Lions secondary is just awful. And you're going against, you know, the best team here. You haven't faced the 49ers, haven't faced really a team like this besides Baltimore. And then Baltimore beat the crap out of you. So uh this is one of the games where it could it can be a blowout on the Niners side. It can be. But I would say as a fan, I would love to see the Lions go to the Super Bowl. I just, I just like stories like that, like teams just, just come from the bottom, go to the top, you know, um, mm-hmm. and play for the for the big one. But, you know, objectively speaking here, analytics, the 49ers are just going to be a little bit too much. I can see them winning by double digits, by double digits, at least by uh, two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. At least by two touchdowns, so – Okay. Then plus, you know, uh, 49ers, just like what Matt mentioned, it's the same thing as we both mentioned with the Ravens. It's time. You have, like, no excuse. This is the Niners' easiest path to get to the Super Bowl. Last year, you had an excuse. Brock Purdy got hurt. You know, mm-hmm. you had to play uh, uh, Johnson, that quarterback. You know, emergency thing. He was your fourth-string quarterback in the grand scheme. So, like, yeah, that – that's going to knock you off. It don't matter how good you are. But you're fully healthy besides Debo, but you guys still got your main pieces intact. So why not? 49ers to the Super Bowl. All right. So we both got Ravens Niners Super Bowl 58. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Matt, you, Matt, your prediction is still holding strong. It is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Now, let's go to the last segment to close out the show. Last segment. Let's bring it back once again to last call where we just talk about something that's been on our, on our minds that's got something to do with sports. Matt, this is your first one. What was on your mind? What you, what you got for us? Uh, I don't think it's going to surprise y'all, but I got something, a little something here. I got it. Uh-oh. 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 More yeah. ice? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Hell yeah. Talk about this. Man, once again, last night proved why he is the current greatest basketball player in the world, icing the game up with four seconds left, up two. So Pacers still had plenty of time to, if he misses, to come down and win the game. And he just hits nothing but net on a step in three. And the way this man has been playing all season, it's another, you know, masterclass. I mean, I know, shout out to Joel Embiid. He did have 70 points the other night. So did, and Cat had 62. That was an amazing, you know, just display from centers in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I've got to say, the way Jokic has been playing this season, it's crazy to say, this might be his most efficient season yet. And he just set the record for having the highest player efficiency rating in NBA history, he surpassed Michael Jordan for that. So, if you, hmm. I, got, I got a piece on Basketball Insiders I did about that a couple of days ago. If you all want to check that out, so I got it. But yeah, this man is. I mean, and now my Nuggets are. I think I've jumped up to the second seed, so we're starting to climb up. We're five and one in our last six games, including wins over the Boston Celtics at home, and we just beat the Indiana Pacers at home. So, I just gotta give. Another shout out to my man Jokic. So, that's <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, the ooh, Jamal Murray's back healthy, and uh, you uh, can see a repeat. We can see a repeat. I don't know. I don't know. 
Noah, what's been on your mind, man? What's up? Last call. Uh, you know what's been on my mind, Stacy, is um, I had switched to baseball in this one. Okay. Um, the Pirates mm. picking Paul Skeens first overall in the last MLB draft. Mm, are they nice. going to put him? Are they going to put him in the rotation this coming year? Are they going to do it? That that's really rare for someone to do um, when they've just drafted, especially a pitcher that year, and to still just skip the minors. Will they put him in the rotation? I don't know. We'll see. But I think he's going to be a great player regardless. Um, I'm very excited to see him play in the black and gold. And um, I, I'm very excited to see uh, how this uh, this Pirates team is going to be uh, um, recovering from last year's uh, oof, oof type of season. Uh, <laughs> very, uh, that, that, that led me on heavy. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I ain't going to lie. But um, yeah, dude, I'm really excited to see what they'll do with Skeens. Uh, I think uh, he's, I mean, the dude was throwing, I watched like a highlight uh, a few days ago where he was in the College World Series where he was like 115 like pitches and he's still throwing 103. Nice. Like, crazy. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's been on one mind lately. Yeah, I remember watching that World Series. That World Series was nice. Yeah. That was nice. That was nice. And all uh, speaking of baseball, shout out to uh Mass Boy uh Todd Hilton going to the Hall of Fame, right? Sure. Yeah, Colorado Rockies. They finally got some good news. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Come on, Rockies. Come on, step up. This just happened, and I I don't trust Doc Rivers no more. Did y'all see, see how that went down? They fired Adrian Griffin, and 24 hours later, Doc Rivers is the head coach. And then there was a report that Doc Rivers was giving advice to Adrian Griffin this whole time. All of a sudden, Damian Lillard had a problem with the system. Giannis didn't like how he was treating his brother. Doc Rivers is a snake. It seemed like he's a snake. What is he doing, man? How does man keep getting the job? How? We still holding on to this one championship he won way back in 2008 when I was in high school. <laughs> and he's still coaching. He messed up the Clippers. He's messed up the 76ers. He hasn't gone far. Do y'all be seeing, like, you know, when they um 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 put the camera on the coach, you know, like what they're doing during timeouts and what they're saying? He doesn't say anything. He just like, come on, guys. Come on. Come on. Defense. Come on. Like he just he don't say nothing. Now I've never seen this man draw up a plate. I've never seen this man draw up a plate. And next thing now he got a champion, another championship caliber team that he's coaching. What the hell? Watch him drop another three. Watch him blow a three-one lead this playoff. Oh, here we go. Yeah, he's blowing a <laughs> three-one lead. Oh my God! Look, look, look. look. I, I want to say, uh, Doc Rivers, I respect you as a man. You know, you've done well for your career. Like I said, you won a championship. There's ain't no way attacking you personally. But as we're in the sports realm, as you being a head coach, this is absolutely insane. This man, he he must have. Adam Silver's like secret secrets or something. I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. What y'all think about that, man? <laughs> that whole thing was just strange <laughs> to me. They're thirty and thirteen, and you just dismiss yeah. like that. <laughs> right. Right. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. 
The only way this would be justified if the Bucks win the championship or at least go to the NBA Finals, at least. I feel like this would be a great what in the hell segment. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right. Uh, this is this is insane, but hey, Doc Rivers back in it again. So shout out. Oh, shout out to him, I guess. But uh that was that was the end of Stacy on Sports NFL Conference Championship Edition. We're gonna keep on the lookout of both games. I am your main host, Stacey Carty Second, joined by Matt Huff and Noah Noah Urudia. Follow us on Instagram, on X, all social media, subscribe to our YouTube channel, etc. etc. We'll be right back for the Super Bowl. We're going to have one big Super Bowl party, whoever is going to be in there. And also, you know, brush up on your usher, you know, put them in your, on your playlist. Get to know him. It's going to be the halftime show. And I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift going to have to bow down to that. But till next time, we are signing off. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching.